Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Nightfalls. Come settle in for tonight's soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come. Get cosy by the fireside for a story that will warm you to the very core. In tonight's tale, two souls find love beside Sheridan Lake in the heart of the Canadian wilderness. Just as Devani and I had been when our paths crossed beside the lake in nightfalls, Everly and Nolan are both trying to escape the pressures of the lives that lay in their wake when they stumble across the beginnings of a great love where they least expect it. Before we begin, here's a quick word from our valued sponsors who make this free content possible. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two tabs on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven, natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. Far out amongst the undisturbed beauty of Sheridan Lake, the morning sun was beginning to rise on the horizon. With its rising, a warm pink glow began to emanate across the water, and birds began to emerge from their beds. A hazy morning mist 
floated through the air, disguising the other side of the lake, except for the tops of the forest trees that rose proudly above the fog. Everly walked out of the front door of her cabin and onto the veranda with a hot cup of coffee in her hand. She observed the sleepy scene in front of her with contentment. Ahead of her was a patch of grass that led down to the wooden jetty out onto the water. Four tall pine trees lined the bank, providing a small sense of privacy from prying eyes across on the other side of the lake. Not that anyone would particularly be able to see her. The lake was so vast that the nearest cabin was a boat journey away. The only close neighbours that Everly had right now were the family of ducks that paddled past the dock. Everly was spending the week in a secluded cabin by the side of Sheridan Lake. She had dreams of canoeing across the crystal clear waters, hiking through the surrounding forest and stargazing at night. There were several cabins situated around the lakefront and Everly had been lucky enough to secure one for the week. She had seven days of bliss ahead of her with nobody to disturb her and plenty of time to admire the stunning surroundings. Whoever built the cabin she was staying in must have been a proud woodsman. Everywhere Everly looked, everything was made of wood. The whole cabin had been crafted out of giant planks of cedar, from the doors to the walls and the roof, from the furniture to the window blinds that provide privacy from the outside world. Everly almost felt like she was camping outdoors in the forest before she snapped back to reality and realized she was in fact in very luxurious accommodation. With her own private dock down on the lakefront, a large veranda with ample seating and a fire pit to roast marshmallows on, plus a quaint balcony from the master bedroom that overlooked the lake. The cabin certainly wasn't lacking in its opulence. However, as attractive as those features were, Everly's favourite thing about the cabin was the fully stocked bookcase that stood in the living room area. From the moment Everly arrived, she had been reading the bookcase, working her way through a novel a day 
with limited cell reception and nobody else to keep her company. She was forced to take things slowly and find more simple ways of entertaining herself. This mostly consisted of devouring book after book. It provided the perfect distraction. Today was a day that Everly would rather breeze by as quickly as possible. Today marked one year since her divorce had been finalized, and to mark the occasion, she had decided to take a break away from everyone and spend some time reflecting on her own. It had been a good year. She had been excelling at work. She had even received a promotion, and her eldest daughter had started at high school and was loving it. She had already joined the football team and the mathletes. Everly had been on a few dates to put herself back out there, but nobody had particularly managed to maintain her interest, so she had thrown herself into nurturing herself and her friendships instead. She had joined a local sailing group and ran a marathon for charity, and really made a name for herself within her local community. Everly was loved by all, and she rarely looked back on the past when she had such a thriving future ahead of her. But... Despite all of the success she had enjoyed over the past year, she still felt a tinge of melancholy at the approaching anniversary of her divorce, and so she had decided to take herself away from her busy life to process the occasion privately. Now that the day was here, she didn't feel the way that she had expected to. Instead of feeling sad or feeling angry, she felt a sense of calm and clarity wash over her that she hadn't felt before. She sat on the veranda with her morning cup of coffee in her hands and she took a deep breath in of the fresh, crisp summer morning air. She closed her eyes and listened to the leaves rustling as the wind blew through the trees. She heard a few meager quacks from the ducks that sat upon the water, but other than that, she heard nothing but the beating of her own heart. As Everly opened her eyes to gaze upon the peaceful view of the lake, she felt a hope inside her that she hadn't felt in a long time. 
Meanwhile, beyond the morning mist and across the lake, Nolan untied the rope that connected his boat to the dock. He pushed the boat forward onto the water and began to row out, thrusting the boat forwards using his oars. A morning row across the lake was exactly what Nolan needed to start his day, off on the right foot. Nolan had been up all night, working away on his latest project. He was a photographer, and while he would prefer to focus solely on photographing nature and sharing his work with art galleries, that didn't pay the bills. So, in order to make ends meet, Nolan photographed other people's life events, such as weddings, bar mitzvahs and baptisms. The photo shoot days were long and tedious, but the worst part was the time he spent editing hundreds of photos afterwards. Nolan's most recent job had been working on a young couple's engagement photo shoot and the bride-to-be had very specific requirements. Nolan had his work cut out editing the photos, especially considering the groom could barely keep his eyes open for most of the shots, and the bride only wanted photos of herself at certain angles. The couple had ordered 50 photos to be edited to perfection, So Nolan had a lot of work on his hands, transforming the loved-up couple into models that you could see on the front of a magazine. Needing a break, but also with a large workload to get through, Nolan had decided to head up to his family's cabin on Sheridan Lake for a week-long retreat where he could finish all of his editing and also have a good excuse for not answering his cell phone to his demanding clients. Now, out on the lake, gliding across the water and pushing through the mist, Nolan sighed with relief. He sunk the oars into the water and pushed his arms forwards and backwards, quickly falling into a rhythm and sending the boat propelling forward at a delightful rate. The brisk air blew across his face, soothing the tension he was holding in his forehead and softly flickering against the bags under his eyes. The air was refreshing, and with every thrust forward, he felt his worries and cares melting away. Nolan's boat broke through the mist, 
and the air began to clear. He had made it all the way across the lake and was almost at the other side. He turned the boat to coast along the sides of the lake. He didn't want to end up pulling up at some poor, unsuspecting holidaymaker's private dock. He slowed down his pace and allowed the current to guide him along and around the lakeside. Nolan had been coming on vacation to Lake Sheridan for many years, so he knew the area well. He could identify all of the isolated cabins with ease, even from the other side of the lake, where his family cabin was situated. There were always fresh-faced visitors every time he came. It was a very popular area, and there was never a lack of people wanting to vacation here. However, a different sort of crowd frequented the cabins at this time of year, outside the school holidays. It was the peace seekers and the thrill seekers that visited around this time, rather than the rambunctious families that like to swim around with their inflatable rings and pink unicorns. Nolan hated coming to the lake when the schools had broken up for the holidays. He much preferred the lake when it was at its calmest. His boat approached a swarm of ducks, obliviously paddling along in the water, and he diverted his boat to avoid them. As he did, he pulled up closer to the bank and rapidly dodged out of the way before he knocked into a wooden jetty that led out onto the water. Once he was safely out of the way, he glanced up to take note of which cabin he had pulled up close to, and his eyes fell upon a wooden cabin with a regal veranda and balcony. Even though the cabin was eye-catching in its own respect, his eyes caught sight of something far more interesting. On the left-hand side of the veranda, sitting in a chair, was a woman she had shoulder-length blonde hair and wore a flowing purple dress that covered her feet. She cradled a cup in her hand and observed him with a smile. His eyes briefly locked with hers and he felt his heart skip a beat. He looked away quickly and bashfully and plunged his oars deep into the water, moving himself along. He hadn't meant to disturb her peace. As he floated away, Nolan felt the urge to look back at the woman. As he did, his eyes locked with hers once more, and she smiled again.
It was a warm, friendly smile that sent butterflies racing through him. Nolan shied away, embarrassed that he was reacting so strangely to the presence of this mystery woman, and he responded to her with a feeble half-smile. Then he turned away, changed the course of his boat, and began his journey back to shore, where his own cabin lay. He would save a tour of the lake for another day. Everly watched the mysterious man row away with speed, and she sighed with relief. The tension in the air had been palpable as soon as his boat had neared her dock. For a moment, she had wondered if he was meaning to reach her jetty, but then she noticed how he had swerved to avoid the ducks. It was simply a chance encounter, and a very brief one at that. But as her eyes had met his, she had felt a spark light within her. She felt invigorated, as if every inch of her body was buzzing with electricity. She had only laid eyes on him for mere seconds, but it was like her brain had cemented the image of him within her mind so concretely that she could recall every aspect of him perfectly. She could zone in on the strength of his arms and the way his muscles flexed as he rode beneath his checkered shirt. She pictured his chiseled jaw and strong nose and the dark eyebrows that drew attention to his bright eyes. When he had looked at her, she had felt like she was truly being seen for the first time. His eyes bore into her soul and she felt simultaneously like she wanted to hide away but also to never drop his gaze. Unfortunately, he had broken away abruptly, leaving her feeling foolish for reacting like this. She felt like a schoolgirl again, seeing a boy that she liked for the first time. Her face felt warm and her breath caught short. As soon as the man was out of sight, she retreated back inside her cabin. She needed something to distract her mind with. Nolan didn't know why, but over the next couple of days, he felt like he couldn't keep away from the woman across the lake. He would head out on his boat several times each day, and every time he found himself naturally drawing close to her cabin in the hopes of spotting her again. She wasn't always out on the veranda, but when she was, 
Nolan's heart would skip a beat. He tried to distract himself by observing the natural beauty around him, or by focusing solely on rowing. But even when he couldn't see her, he found himself still thinking about her. Every time he gazed upon her, she appeared even more lovely than the last. He noted how she walked so gracefully in her long dresses, as if she was floating above the ground, and how her blonde hair bounced in the breeze. If his boat passed by close to her dock, she always smiled at him and he would blush with embarrassment. Nolan had never been used to receiving attention. That was why he liked his job behind the camera, and not in front of it. Then, on the third day, to Nolan's surprise, she waved at him, Everly didn't know what she was doing as she stood there waving out onto the lake. The man must have thought she was absolutely mad. But she had felt the urge and decided to roll with it. For days now, she had kept seeing this mystery man out on the water. And he felt like the closest thing to company that she had. The idea of seven days in a cabin by yourself might sound appealing, but once you step foot into the reality of it, it is lonelier than you initially thought. She tried to keep the gesture as friendly as possible, so that if he rejected her attempt at contact, she could at least claim that she was just trying to be nice. She waved her hand for several seconds. Then she held her breath with expectancy, waiting to see if he returned the gesture. The seconds ticked by. One, two, three, four. And still, he didn't wave back. Everly felt foolish and began to scold herself for acting like a foolish teenager when her breath suddenly caught in her chest. He was waving back. Everly's face broke into a grin that she couldn't hide and her whole body started to bubble up with anticipation. There was something special about this man she just knew it, and she knew that it was only a matter of time before she finally spoke to him. But for now, she would happily accept a wave across the lake. The following afternoon, Nolan finally finished the last photograph that he needed to edit. He vowed to himself that he would be pickier with his client from now on. No more fussy brides-to-be 
No more rude party planners. And no more shifty art galleries making paltry offers for his work. From now on, he would stand firm in his abilities and only accept work that felt right for him. To celebrate, he headed out onto the lake with a couple of beers and a wrapped sandwich. He would row out into the middle of the lake where nobody could get to him and enjoy his lunch in the sun. As he rowed out to the lake, the skies above were cloud-free and the sun was blazing and, strangely, Nolan had the overwhelming feeling that his life was only just about to begin. After an hour of floating on the lake, sipping a cold beer and peacefully eating his sandwiches, Nolan lied back to rest his head. He crossed his hands behind him and cradled his neck as he closed his eyes and began to drift off. He felt the boat bobbing beneath him, gently riding the current of the lake, and he slipped easily into a pleasant dream. Nolan's serenity was interrupted by a cold drip on the end of his nose, then another on his cheek, then another on his forehead. He opened his eyes and looked up to see grey skies and signs of the clouds about to break. He sat upright and glanced around. His boat had floated far away to the complete other side of the lake, to where his cabin was. There was no way that he would make it back in time. As if on cue, at that moment, the rain began to pour down and Nolan quickly became drenched in cold water. The rain was torrential and he could hardly see his way as he attempted to row back home. He hadn't dressed for the change in weather and his body was already beginning to shiver. Goosebumps rose up on his arms and legs and his hairs stood on end. His skin was wet to the touch and he could hardly keep hold of the oars for his hands slipping around so much. The rain was loud and gushing in his ears and he squinted to see through the falling rain but he could just make out the sound of a voice calling him. Over here, he could just make out. Come over here. He followed the faint sound of the voice and eventually felt the boat bump into the side of a jetty. He vaguely saw a figure reach down and begin to tie a rope to the end of his boat he pulled the oars inside the boat and climbed up onto the wooden jetty. Then he followed the blurry figure as they dashed up the grass and towards a house. Come inside, the voice ordered. You can hide from the rain in here until it passes. Nolan trusted the friendly helper 
and followed them inside the cabin. As soon as he had stepped foot inside and the door closed behind him, he felt a wave of relief wash over him. He could see again without squinting, and he could hear, clearly, without the rain flooding his ears. He was dripping wet and freezing, but the cabin was warm and dry, and he felt instantly better. Nolan looked around the cabin he had entered and noted the cosy decor and large wooden beams hanging from the ceiling. The sound of the rain against the walls of the house created a relaxing ambiance, and Nolan sighed. He turned to thank the person who had welcomed him into their home, and he stopped, stunned by who he saw. Standing in front of him was the blonde woman that he had been intrigued by for days. She was wearing a raincoat over a long blue dress, but she had still managed to get amply soaked by the rain in the process of helping him. Her hair was tangled and dripping, and the hem of her skirt was dirty and damp from running through puddles. It's you he exclaimed breathily. Realising how strange his words must sound, he elaborated, I mean, I've seen you before while I've been out on my boat. Everly smiled, shyly, and replied, Well then, yes, it is me. I've noticed you out on your boat a few times, actually. Are you a keen sailor? Nolan smiled back meekly. I'm not particularly a sailor. I just like the peace that comes with being out of my boat on the lake. My family has a cabin here, so I've been coming to the lake ever since I was a child. Everly looked impressed. Oh, how lucky you are, Everly gushed, wringing out her damp hair onto the wet floor. This is my first time here at Sheridan Lake and I never want to go back to reality. Nolan understood. Not many people wanted to return to reality after visiting the tranquil lake. Would you like a cup of tea? Everly offered, grabbing a blanket from the back of a chair and offering it to Nolan. He gratefully took the blanket and wrapped it around his shoulders while Everly went through to the kitchen to make them both a cup of tea. Nolan paced around the living room, warming himself up with the blanket. He noticed an open book on the coffee table. She must have been reading when the rain started to come down and noticed him stranded out on the lake. Nolan thanked his lucky stars for this twist of fate. He had been dreaming of the opportunity to speak to this mystery woman for days. Everly returned a few minutes later with a cup of chamomile tea for Nolan and a cup for herself. She offered him a seat and he gratefully took it. 
He felt exhausted from all the excitement. Everly sat opposite Nolan for a few moments, unsure of what to say. You could cut the tension in the room with a knife. Eventually, Nolan mustered up the courage to speak. Thank you for coming to my rescue. He thanked her, genuinely. I fell asleep on my boat in the sun, and the next thing I knew, the rain was hammering down on me. They both chuckled at his misfortune, and Everly insisted it wasn't a problem. She was grateful for the company. They stumbled through small talk, awkwardly, catching each other's eyes on occasion, before swiftly looking away, as if they were each afraid they would catch on fire if they gazed for too long. Nolan had wondered what the mystery woman would be like, but now that he was here, seeing her up close, she was even more captivating than he had imagined. Everly felt the same way. Nolan was even more handsome than she remembered. Small talk soon gave way to more in-depth conversations about their joint love of the water, and Everly impressed Nolan with her sailing knowledge. They both were parents to teenage children and laughed about the struggles of parenthood and the joyous moments too. They both confessed their passion for hiking, good coffee, and lazy weekends with a book. Although Everly preferred to read mysteries, as opposed to Nolan's preference of fantasy genre. And it even transpired that they had both attended the same university many, many years before, albeit at different times. Before they knew it, they were chatting with ease and laughing like old friends. Their connection was electric. I'm glad that a storm brought us together, Nolan confessed, locking eyes with Everly. I've been wanting to speak to you for days, ever since I first laid eyes on you when my boat floated past your cabin, but I didn't think that I would have the opportunity to meet you. Everly's heart swelled, and she felt her face flush. She gazed into his pale green eyes and smiled, replying, Sometimes it takes a storm to guide a ship home. They sat in mutual comfortable silence, gazing into each other's eyes. Unspoken words hung in the air, but, for now, they didn't need to be spoken. Everly began to feel like the sense of hope that she had experienced on her first day by the lake was a sign, a promise of good things to come, and a signal that she shouldn't hold herself back any longer.
from pursuing the things that she wanted. And, right now, as Nolan gazed into Everly's eyes, he wondered if the reason he felt like his life was just beginning was because, with Everly, it was. <laughs>